0: Hey, everybody, this is Diana Victoria Quinn from TFN Realty, and you're listening to the Real Talk Real Estate Podcast, the uncensored show that keeps it real for people who love real estate. We'll have some of the best interviews with some of our industry's most exciting people right now on a variety of different topics. We promise not to bore you. Hi, guys. Welcome back to another episode of TFN Real Talk Real Estate Podcast. Today we have a very special guest, Sophia Poshny. Uh She is the Senior Vice President of TFN Realty. Yep. And someone who I've known for quite a while now. Yeah. And I work with very closely.
1: Awesome. Yeah, we, we've, I've enjoyed it. Me too. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, okay, so today, three goals. First one is getting to know you a little bit more personally. Yep. Uh second is getting to know you a little bit more professionally and a little bit about your background. And then I want to talk about the reconstruction side of the business. Mm-hmm. So let's start. Um can you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: So I was born actually in Etobicoke. I lived most of my life in Mississauga. Um went to school in uh, Mississauga as well. Um and really moved all over the GTA as a teenager, kind of finding myself, um, lived midtown Toronto, I moved to King City, I was kind of all over the place. So um, I now reside in Oakville. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I'll ever move from there. I love the, the West End. Yeah, I love the West End. I have two children. So they do go to school in Oakville and the schools are fantastic. So I think I'll, I'll be staying there for a while.
0: Amazing. So you know the city quite well.
1: I do. I do. I, I've I've really seen nooks of all over the GTA in my life, so I, I do have an understanding of a familiarity with with the the city, the city and GTA in general.
0: And aside from Oakville, because you're happy there right now, is there any other part of the city that you really enjoyed living in?
1: I really enjoyed. Um, midtown, so Forest Hill, I, I, I thought it was a beautiful, you know, place to raise your family. Um, the only reason I don't personally like downtown is, honestly, it's the driving and the... The traffic. <laughs> the traffic. When you come to Oakville, you feel like you can see how it's, like, more relaxed with how I'm people drive. liberated and free. <laughs> yeah. And I, I have a little bit of a bad temper, so I have a little bit of road rage. So yeah. I try to keep it calm.
0: I felt that the other day leaving downtown. We were right in the core and our office is at uh highway seven and Dufferin. Yeah. And it took us about an hour and fifteen minutes and I was completely car sick. It was just stop go, stop,
1: go, mm-hmm. stop, go. Yeah, I'm I'm a four oh seven girl. <laughs> yeah. yeah, me too.
0: My <laughs> bank account doesn't like it
1: <laughs> Yeah, that's true.
0: Um, okay. And a little bit about you professionally, you've been in real estate for a while now.
1: A very long time. I got my license, it must've been like 1920. Um, I did resale for a long time, focusing on luxury homes and stuff like that, um, for seven or eight years. And then I met, uh, Dan Floman through actually an agent of ours that's still with TFN, um, and I'm coming up to my 12th year with TFN. Wow. Yeah. So I met uh, Dan. We uh, we spoke a little bit. I started on as a sales rep on the site, uh, moved to management and and so forth, and just kind of climbed the ladder from there. I've been a senior vice president for a few years now. Um, but I've always kind of before um, – I got my license. I did work for a developer as well, um, so I really enjoyed it. That's what made me kind of push to want to get my license. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's that's I, I I went to school. I went to school for human resources. Funny enough, but I did not enjoy it at all.
0: What you put it into practice. You're a leader.
1: Yes, absolutely. It's it's not something that I would want to to you know as a career i enjoy the fast pace of of real estate and and uh, the day is never the same which is what i enjoy i get bored very easily so i kind of need to be entertained and this this is the perfect career for me to i mean every day it's like something new you you and i have we have a new problem every day or a mm-hmm. new solution every mm-hmm.
0: day so yeah so it motivates us to keep on going absolutely without I always say without those fires having to be you know put down each day I'm completely bored. Like mm-hmm. I look forward to the problems. It is not problems, it's they're they're interesting challenges.
1: I actually one of my things that I ask my staff to do is I always say don't come to me with problems, come to me with solutions and they have to bring me 3 solutions and tell me which solution they would pick and why. So, you know, now I'm at a place where it, my team is so, um, driven and they, they, they kind of, they make my life easier, let's just say. (laughs) So, you know, it's, I have nothing to complain about. Um, the people I surround myself here at TFN, they're fantastic. So I'm, I'm very, very happy here.
0: And I've been around quite a bit of new home teams before mm-hmm. in my previous lives. And I can honestly say that the TFN team, the team that you have is very unique. Mm-hmm. Like everyone truly supports each other. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a common theme with TFN as a whole. Mm-hmm. Like we're all there to help each other. There's no competition. Uh, we wanted to see each other genuinely su- succeed.
1: Absolutely. And I think that when you have an environment like that, it really starts from the leadership side mm-hmm. of things, um, and making sure that everybody, uh, feels comfortable and confident in mm-hmm. what they're doing. I had a conversation yesterday with somebody and I said, you know, I'm a people pleaser. That's what I do. Like I'm a very much a people pleaser and I always want to make, see people happy and make sure that they are, you know, happy in what they're doing. And they were like, you know what? I can see that in you, Sophia, because all the staff, Really look at you and are happy, and they're comfortable around mm-hmm. you. And you know, at the end of the day, you're going to get a better outcome from your staff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, totally
0: a mm-hmm. uh, bit about the new home side of the business. So, you oversee uh, TFN's builder clients mm-hmm. and uh, communities and sales programs. Yep. Can you tell us a little bit about the market right now? What's your what you're seeing?
1: You know, what it's really. Dependent on, you know, the area, the marketing um uh, that goes into it as well. Um, lead up time, um, making sure that you have enough lead up time. The, you know, we've had quite a few successful projects. Um, if they're priced correctly, they're selling really, really well. And mm-hmm. I'm not to say, you know, the market is changing a little a little bit, it is shifting. I see a little bit of an upturn. I think people are confident in the fact that, you know, interest rates are staying steady. So they feel like, you know what, if I have a longer... I, I'm seeing the longer closing dates with, with you know, deposit structures being lengthened mm-hmm. where people are comfortable right now. Yeah. So, you know, that's... We just have to base our programs around that uh, to have a successful... Um, and, it, and, you know, talking with builders, you know, it's either... Seeing what they want in terms of, like, how fast they want the sale and when they want the closing is really, you know, mm-hmm. determining how we're, we we kind of structure.
0: Yeah. And pricing and incentives is one thing. Obviously, having a good product mm-hmm. to sell and a demand for it is another. But we talked about this not long ago about the sales reps on site. Mm-hmm and their strategies on selling Mm -hmm. you know they're just not waiting for people to walk into the sales office they're proactively out there looking for buyers and connecting with realtors
1: absolutely i mean here at tfn we have a very rigorous training program um we follow um, a program called jeff shore as well that's very well known in the pre-construction industry um so they they know how to maneuver and and figure out who they're talking to when they're there whether it's an investor or an end user um making sure that the the agent is very very well uh versed on you know the aps making sure they know all the policies and procedures and and rules and mm-hmm. legalities and and when to pass it along to the correct people if they do not know um and i think that to be a f- very successful new home agent, you can't just sit back and let the clients come to you. You have to make sure you're taking the initiative. Mm-hmm. And whether that's, you know, making sure you're up to date on your CRM program and and making sure your tasks and you're, you're logging everything. And, and following and, up. Yeah, and being organized. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it also, you know, depends on how you're structured in terms of the builder, but I definitely believe follow-up is key. So I, I personally, obviously I call around to other builders. I register, I, you know, whatever. And, um, it's a shame to see how many do not get back to you. uh, especially in this market. So, um, I think that finding a time slot in your day to make sure that you're returning those calls. Cause I know that all, you know, real estate agents that are on sites can get very busy, but finding that time in your day and really organizing your day Mm -hmm. to make sure that you have that time. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: And it's also very much about, I'm just reflecting on my past life life. I started on site Mm
1: -hmm.
0: also my career uh, as a sales rep and one of the most difficult years was 2007, 2008. At the same time, it was my su- most successful time in mm-hmm. New Home mm-hmm. because people weren't buying, builders were slashing prices yeah. sixty, eighty thousand $80,000, doing credits on closing, all kinds of crazy mm-hmm. incentives. And I was proactively <laughs> building relationships with existing buyers. and and I'm going to ask you something about one of TFN's largest, uh, clients. Um, usually people that buy in these new home communities, they're, they're building their own community. So their friends are buying, their family members are buying. So if you connect really well with one buyer, they refer and they want to move into that community as well. So I found that a lot of my business was coming just from referrals. Yeah. Um, and I know that a lot of your agents have that same connection with their buyers as Absolutely. well. Uh, Empire is they build communities, yeah. they build full, uh, s- full communities yeah. with, with everything there, mm-hmm. uh, parks, community centers. Yeah, uh, there was a, re- a recent community center that yeah. was built.
1: Um, it was called uh, Empire Sportsplex. Mm-hmm.
0: It's like uh, state of the art. Yeah, park.
1: it was really, it was very cool. Actually, it was. It's in Welland. Uh, one of their projects in Welland. Um, we had a very successful launch. It was, uh, you know, we sold out one hundred and ten, which we had re- released that mm-hmm. day. We sold them out um that day. And you know, there was a quite a bit of a lineup. Um, we just I guess when we go out to projects like this, we it's really asking the builder what's the end result. So moving backwards, like what do you want here? Do mm-hmm. you want to sell out or do you want to kind of slowly trickle along? Um, in this case, we wanted to have a big bang and we, we sold out and it was a fantastic launch. Um, but again, the sales reps are on point. Everything is kind of it works well. The marketing team did very well. Um, and, and it's the beginning of a new, very large community. So mm-hmm. a lot of people want to get in at that point. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And on the flip side, acting as a co-op agent, uh, a platinum agent Uh, any advice on how to become one of these agents for those of our listeners who are interested in specializing in pre-con
1: i think that uh, first and foremost you have to build a relationship with the builder um it's you know they have there's thousands of agents that try to get into these positions and unless you're really in their face and you know proving to them because a lot of people call and they're like hey can i get 10 lots and i don't even know who they are you know i you have to build that relationship so that they can see that you know what you do is you know it's proved it's you know something that's proven um i do recommend there's one thing that i i just had today um you know Sometimes you have defaults or terminations or whatnot, and I had, and you know, in the the price point was so it was about a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar difference from like what they had purchased to now, um, and they defaulted, and I was like, oh my god, why would you default on this? You you know, you have two hundred and fifty, and they had an assignment clause, and they you know looked at the agent on the deal, and I was like, well. If the agent had stayed on top of when their, their client's closings were and kind of followed up and said, Hey, you're not able to close, you know, three months prior to, yeah, to this default, then maybe they could have saved the deal by selling it assignment, you know, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So I would say the biggest thing after you've had the relationship built with the, with the, um, builder to make sure that you're organized with your team and making sure that you're on point with like mortgage approvals, getting all of that. Because when you make the agents on sites life easier, I can promise you, you are going to be in their good books and you are going to be the first person that they call.
0: I can totally relate uh-huh. because I made the move from uh, the builder side to the co-op side. Yeah. And so from the builder side, <clears throat> I can totally em- em- empathize with you when it comes to having or seeing or receiving paperwork that's complete, yeah. mortgage pre-approvals, even organized, you know, you're sending in your worksheets that are fully complete, top three choices, mm-hmm. you know, you're following up, you're ensuring that all the checks are in on time, lawyer information is collected. And so when I made the move on the co-op side, that's how yeah. I sort of differentiated myself with the builder. Absolutely. Because I sent in complete packages. Well, my clients were educated on closing costs. They knew what this was in is the a contract. Big thing. I did my homework.
1: Yeah, it's a big thing. And the other thing is is setting expectations for your clients mm-hmm. because, you know, I cannot even tell you how many times I get 10 worksheets for different clients from the same agent for the same three lots. Well, You're definitely only going to make, if we even give you those three lots, only three clients happy. Mm -hmm. So why are you, it's like you need to um, educate your buyer, but also set expectations so that when the outcome isn't what they want, Mm -hmm. they're okay with choosing something else. It's not, you know, limiting them. Um, And that's painting a picture for your client because that's really what they they have to do is paint the picture of the end goal to them and what what they're going to benefit from from getting, you know, pre-construction, what's going to happen in 10 years or five years or whatnot. So yeah, that's, that's what I recommend for sure. And just be nice. (laughs) Just be a nice person. (laughs) It's,
0: it's something that's more and more challenging I'm finding these days, especially when I'm calling like customer service lines or Rogers, Mm -hmm. just like the famous one. (laughs) Yeah, They're not nice. People have lost the ability to be kind and genuine. Absolutely. And it's very challenging.
1: Yeah. And I think that as long as you're transparent with your client, they'll respect that a little bit more than, you know, just trying to make the deal.
0: And I think that's a difference between professional agents and agents that you know, there's a, a project that's just been released, there's a lot of hype around yeah. it, and you go onto Instagram and everyone's a platinum agent mm-hmm. and everyone has exclusive access. There's like three hundred agents that have exclusive access. They don't even know what they're selling. They don't even know the product. It's a
1: numbers game. That's it. And there's no they don't think of that client uh like a re like a referral or a reoccurring client. They just look at that deal. I'm not saying everybody, but yeah. a, a lot of uh, agents do, and which is fine. If that's your business model, great. And you want to do mass sales and you don't care about your database, hey, by all means. Um, but if you want to, you know, have future business with these people, just make sure that you're you're staying on top mm-hmm. of things organized and, and, you know, keeping in contact with these people. Yeah,
0: very true. Mm-hmm. What do you think is um, the future of pre-construction? In the next year or two, where do you think we're heading?
1: I think in real estate in general, I'm going to say if the if the market studies with interest rates and and we hopefully see some decline in interest rates at least next year, by next year, we will see just because the inventory is so low and there's so many Canadians or sorry, immigrants coming into into Canada, it's just it it's impossible to keep up with with that you know, ratio of how many people are coming in and inventory, we're so low. Um, I'm still seeing multiple offer situations in resale, if priced, obviously, correctly, mm-hmm. and depending on the area. Um, so I do, I, I foresee it getting better, um, and more confidence building in clients. But I think it's a slow process. And I think that a lot of people need to realize, you know, you talk to these builders, they see a little bit of action, and they're like, automatically the market's amazing don't worry about it but i think there you have to tread lightly and make sure that one because once you pass that threshold mm-hmm. there's no going back so mm-hmm. you kind of have to creep up to it very slowly to see where your threshold is because if you jump you miss the mark and it's just it's game over because yeah. once those co-op brokers you know move from one site to the next they're you're old news
0: yeah mm. uh with tfn's builder clients is there a lot of existing inventory that's sitting or is it slowly selling now?
1: Well, we're we, we're creating programs to help sell those sitting Push inventory. Yeah, inventory. we've gotten rid of a lot of stuff from sitting inventory, but we have a lot coming. so new you know sites, new um, phases that are coming up. Uh, so we're seeing success in that specifically. Um, it's a little tougher on the sitting inventory, obviously, because mm-hmm. people are looking for longer closings, but, um, when the deal's right, or, you know, we come up with a, a strategy that helps sell it. Yeah. It, it, they're moving along um, at a steady pace. Okay. Good. It's mm-hmm. a good sign.
0: Yeah. Aside from going to TFN's website for information on upcoming projects, is there anyone, agents or, you know, prospective buyers can reach out to on your team to gather information on current projects, upcoming projects?
1: Um, I think for for agents, like co-op agents, I would definitely say um, site uh, sales managers would be the best people to contact. So our high-rise sales manager is Danielle Duvall and our low-rise is Sarah Calder. Um, you can obviously contact TFN directly, and they can hand out the information. Um, yeah, I, I, I think and just that's registering
0: the best. on our website yeah, and following reg- on social media.
1: Following on social media is key. Key. You'll you, we do post upcoming launches and stuff mm-hmm. on on there as well, and um, contacting via email or phone or whatnot. We will get you to the right people.
0: And again, it's about building relationships. So absolutely. if they just want to come on by to one of TFN's sites, say hello, get to know us, absolutely. get to know your team.
1: The the staff can make a coffee or you can bring a coffee. They would love to sit and chat. So yeah,
0: I think we've missed that for so long. Mm-hmm. And now we're getting back to that. And it's difficult for us, for so many of us to connect in person again. It's uh, almost foreign. Yeah. So it would be really nice to see some people in person again.
1: Absolutely. Thank, thank you, you, Sophia,
0: for, thank you so much for, for coming. Uh, look forward to having you on again and talking about all of your new sites that are coming down and coming soon. <laughs> amazing. Thank you.
1: Okay. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to our guests and our editor. We hope that you enjoyed this new episode. And if you did, please subscribe and leave a rating and a review. Our goal is to continue to provide you with interesting content and exciting topics. To stay up to date with TFN's Real Estate Real Talk and to get all the behind the scenes content, you can follow us on Instagram at TFN Realty Inc. and on YouTube.